Welcome to my podcast, The Awaken Life Project. My name is Monica Matea and I'm transformational health and life coach, helping professional and ambitious people to step into their life with amazing health, clarity and purpose. The Awaken Life Project has been born out of the dream to create legacy and inspire hundreds of people to fulfill their potential using not only scientific mindset tools that work, but intuition too. My dream is for you to connect with your body, mind and spirit on the level you have not yet explored. So are you ready? Hello, hello, and welcome to the next episode of my podcast. And today I want to talk about sugar detox and gut health. And I've decided to do a little bit more kind of um, scientific approach to health uh, once a month. So it is important to realize that it's just a lot of research on a given topic. It's not only what I think, but what is the current research. And of course, with a few tips, uh, how you can help yourself. Now, I'm all in about habit change. I'm not qualified medical professional. So it's a disclaimer that uh, you have to be checked by your medical um, professional to see whether, for example, you have those problems. But I can only empower you in this podcast to basically know what to look for and what to question and what what kind of questions you can ask as well. And I will explain why. So just to give you a context, um, I have been type 1 diabetic for over 25 years now. So for me, <laughs> sugar and living sh- with sugar without sugar is just the, is the story of my life. And type 1 diabe- diabetes is quite different from type 2 diabetes and any other conditions which can be related to poor blood sugar levels. Um and, and I just want to make sure that, that that is qualified. It's not what I'm talking today is partially on some of my experiences, but mostly is what I have researched and what I have found out. I think I want to talk uh, in terms of the sugar just a little bit more. And there is part one to this sugar detox podcast, which is basically further down the line. I've recorded, I think, during, um, I think, autumn. But because I'm doing this uh, every few months, I'm running my challenge, which is basically get off your blood sugar roller coaster challenge, which is three days when you can learn how to cut down and remove especially the hidden sugars compassionately and with holistic in a holistic way, mainly through understanding, you know, the food choices, what is going on in your head and mind about sugar and just increasing the self-awareness of this topic and potential impact um, on on the long-term health, basically. Now, when you think about sugar, like people say, oh, it's, it's just, um, it's a poison, it's a poison together with salt and all of that. So, and, and you know, when we think about uh, eating refined sugars, and it's not only the white stuff on your teaspoon, it's also obviously sugar hidden in your everyday products, and also any kind of refined carbs, simple carbs that are converted into sugar very quickly and not really having any other nutritionist value. It's very easy to, you know, put everything in the one bag and say like, that's bad, that's bad. 
I just want you to maybe step back from, you know, understanding that, yeah, it is not the best um, nutritional choices. Uh, but sugar overall, especially in this complex form, is much needed by our body. It's just our lifestyle has so much changed over the hundreds and uh, years. Uh, we are not hunters gatherers anymore. We don't. We you, we use and eat a lot of processed food. It's not something that our body actually been designed to do, um, and therefore we exist in the current world and we can live longer and longer only because we have far better medical care and together with antibiotics that wasn't existing before and generally medications. But I think if you could take yourself out of the context of good medical care, a lot of people would die probably earlier um, because of the poor lifestyle choices somewhere along the line. And uh, and it's not only about dying earlier, it's about the quality of life. And when you think about sugar and generally lifestyle choices and nutritional choices, we're basically doing ourselves harm by um, basically having less quality life. Uh, and we want to enjoy our life. We'll have to work longer and longer because of the retirement age. And so we need to be healthier and we want to have a good quality time. Okay, so a bit of introduction. I just wanted to make sure that I have a context for you because uh, it's important to understand. So this year, I've really massively devoted to talk about the metabolic health and really sort of almost hacking my metabolic health or definitely doing it improving it over this year so that I'm healthier and fitter and have more energy. Uh, I'm 45 this year, so complete midlife. Um, type 1 diabetic is the life-limiting condition if not, if you don't look after yourself. Therefore, I'm totally aware what may potentially happen if I don't look after myself. Metabolic health is basically... Uh, your the ability of your body to burn uh, food as, uh, for energy, right? And obviously it happens, uh, it, it is important because your digestive system has to work fine. Uh, it, it should be in a, in a prompt con condition and you should be able to maintain your weight. Don't be underweight or overweight, but just in the middle. And I'm not sure whether you know a lot of people like that. I don't. Uh, it's a real issue and the in the issue is with the sugar levels basically simple as that and how they impact uh, everything else in our body including hormonal health gut health and everything else so metabolic health we eat food then we want to have enough for the energy we consume and that's it. And a bit of a storage of the sugar which goes into your liver, which um, basically releases the sugar. And when your um, the sugar in your blood goes a little bit lower, is the signals and the liver, you know, puts in more uh, into your bloodstream. It works okay within, you know, healthy individuals. It works also for type 1 diabetic, but it's a different story. We have insulin, and if I don't calculate the food and insulin ratio properly, I go lower, which is hypo, um, 
hypo sugars, uh, hypoglycemia, so the sugars are quite low. And I'm then shaky and a little bit of out of space. And I think a lot of people actually have those symptoms where the sugar levels are going quite high, uh, quite low, um, probably a little bit too low, even if they are healthy, and then they rebound. Uh, it's always a rebound. So because uh, you eat additional food because you're hungry and your body is just like your body has to have your, your cells have to have glucose and sugar for energy all the time. If it's not enough, uh, the liver will um, obviously put more sugar into your system, but also on top of that you eat. So you end up with the sugar roller coaster. So uh, your sugars are too low, um, then there is uh, liver sugar, glucose from liver, and there is glucose from food or sugar from food, and on top of that, so it rebounds. In healthy people, more, more, of, more or less it is being counted in a way that um, you know, there is insulin secreted just to balance that out and not for sugars to going too high. If you have good insulin sensitivity, it will work fine. If not, you have insulin resistance, it will spike up, uh, even if it is for the short period of time, even in healthy individuals. So, um, yeah, and I think this is important just to level our blood sugar levels because it can really... Uh, contribute to so many long-term issues including hormonal imbalances exhaustion fatigue so one of the things i want to talk about is what um, the symptoms of potential sugar roller coaster you may have um, first of all being quite uh, first of all hungry you know it, there is this this healthy hunger where we just eat just enough and then we can last for four or five hours and this is this constant hunger which is not good for us because we almost need that food and our body is totally reliant on the glucose from food rather than burning fat for energy when it needs to right so normally you should go if your meal is balanced and sometimes even if it is balanced you still can get hungry because that sugar insulin thing is not working properly what would happen is that you can really fully have the energy and not being hungry for four to five hours. Also a delay. So for example, you go out, you are out for three hours, you know that it's a bit of a time for food. Now you consume a little bit more energy, but you can wait, right? So you can go and have a food uh, at home, prepare the meal, have a food, no problem. If you start shaking a little bit, be a bit like, oh, I need to eat something, I need to drink something, I need to really have something now, then probably your sugars are going very, very low uh, or too low for what they should be. Therefore, asking your body is asking for more glucose, for more energy. Um, so that one, the other thing is the cravings, constant cravings and snacking. This is just so related to that. Plus, um, if you really are in the cycle of um, eating, snacking, and especially the sugary snacks all the time, your gut bacteria is out of balance. The microbiome is a very delicate system. It needs a proper you know, food, you put lifestyle to function properly. Um, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. So it could be also exhaustion and, uh, and a little bit of anxiety as well. Uh, that energy, you know, when we have this roller coaster, when we uh, so-called sugar crashes, um, 
it is just terrible because we are very 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 tired and then after that we are hungry again and we go through that cycle a few times a day or even more you can imagine how massively it impacts the body like I can't even imagine and the thing is it's not always discoverable on the blood test so some people say like I don't think my sugar levels are fine so they go and have their bloods check and and probably the bloods are within the range what they would be expected because normally people you know when you go to the doctor you have your hba1c check which is basically your sugar levels for the last two three months and if this is within the range fasting not fasting as well um then nothing you can do right but then within this ranges you may have peaks and and downs uh probably more than you should and therefore suffering that way the only way to to check it is having continuous glucose monitoring system a sensor you put in your arm you measure it sends the results to your phone on the app and you see how your body reacts and and understanding where your 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 sugar levels should be before food after food when you wake up when you exercise you can do so much more with this data my goodness really good so uh, i really encourage you to look and i will uh, leave the link to the show notes to libre style too it's a sensor i'm wearing but there are so many other things Uh, it is normally self-funded it's um, free for type 1 diabetics as we have to have it continuously, but you don't have to have it all the time. If you do it a few times a year, uh, yes, it's a little bit of cost, but it's just worth the investment, to be honest. So I'm going to talk about um, gut health today. Um, and so most of your beneficial bacteria will is in the large intestine. So most of the sugars are absorbed in the small intestine by any excess will be passed into the large intestine and uh, potentially disturbing the delicate balance of the beneficial bacteria. Now, the current research, and this is the research I will uh, leave the link in the show notes, uh, is from September 22. It was done mainly on mice, um, shows that sugar can disrupt microbiome and eliminate the protection against obesity and diabetes. And they've uh, basically discovered that there is this cell which is called TH17 and it's immune cell. Um, and they those cells are induced by special type of bacteria. But however, research shows that it's only possible if that special beneficial bacteria is already there in the gut. Um, and a better diet can actually help to restore it. Um, but if it is not there... Um, I guess there are some probiotic, it's early stages uh, that potentially could help. So what I'm trying to say is it's not necessarily that it was done, but it was discovered that some people didn't have that bacteria in the first place. So whether they ate the sugar or or they didn't, it didn't really matter because um, they didn't have that bacteria in the first place. But those people who had that bacteria, the sugar and sugary refined sugars, including the sweetness, actually destroy the bacteria and that special immune cell couldn't be produced or induced. So the so-called Western diet is characterized by consumption of highly processed food and high intake of saturated fat and sugars. Um, And that is obviously a sweetness as well. And low intake of vegetable fruits and dietary fiber. 
So this obviously in turn impacts the microbiota. Microbiota is just basically your individual uh, environment where all these beneficial bacteria are thriving or not thriving, right? So, um, and it's decreasing the relative abundance of certain beneficial bacteria in the gut, also contributing to minimizing certain bacteria that can mitigate the effect of endotoxin which also reinforce gut barriers immunity. So what it really means is that basically with a lot of sugar and processed food and a lack of fiber, we risk the metabolic disorders such as diabetes and chronic inflammation, as without the bacterial protection, we can develop a leaky gut. So leaky gut and probably people who um, are intolerant to gluten, and generally some other things and having generally other problems. So the sugar in obviously excess amount, yeah, causes damage to the gut lining. So gut lining, it, it, when you look at the gut under the microscope, it has like a, kind of the hairy <laughs> bits in there. So they move the food around and all of that. In some of those cases, the, those um the gut lining is being damaged, so it doesn't protect the the kind of the um, the the gut uh, the barrier and allows some of the um, you know the the toxins going through the lining into the bloodstream. Can you imagine? Our gut has to neutralize all the toxins from food, from environment, from air, from everything. Like it goes, air goes obviously into the lungs, but also, you know, all of the things we we potentially have in our mouth and then it just goes into our digestive system. It has to be neutralized. And, and sometimes, unfortunately, and there is that, that obviously oxidative process of the digestive, of, of the food digestion, Therefore, some of, you know, there are some chemical processes and things produced during the, the process and then it should really be um, out of our system, but sometimes it's leaking to our bloodstream, which is terrible. So gut is important when it comes to our immunity because, uh, but even if we change our diet and there are other factors to consider, so it should be basically understood that there isn't um, the one approach that will always work. Um, so... But I think overall, what I wanted just to mention in this very interesting research, which I read, um, is that um, sugar can really destroy our very delicate balance and the excess sugar. Um, and it's, you know, it is not um, one of the things we, we have to just realize that it's not about threatening with like, oh my goodness, that's, it's, it's just such a delicate balance within our body and our body has to work so hard to actually neutralize all of the things we eat. And if we all eat for nourishment from inside, we will definitely feel much, much better. And pretty much I believe that nutritional nutrition should be personalized. So based on your blood test, on your poo test, on all of these things, because we are so individual. We live and being brought up in different environments. So I'm ever so grateful that my I come from the Eastern Europe. So fermentation uh, has been known for ages. 
as the way of preserving the food for winter. So there were a lot of fermentation going on and, and you know, food producing. And even now, um, during the summer and early autumn months, because we had such a, you know, abundance of fresh vegetables, so we wanted to preserve it. We did it very from the economical reasons because there wasn't a lot of available in the shops in that time. Uh, but now we know the benefits of fermented food. And even if we can just have a little bit like a sauerkraut every day, that would definitely help us. Now, fermented food, like it's very difficult to say which kind of bacteria is in it, but most of this, the, the common bacteria in the um, fermentation. But still, it really can help. But it's not only that, it's also what we eat overall, because the bacteria, beneficial bacteria, has to be fed on the prebiotics. Um, so it's basically all the fibrous food. So I just wanted to show, to, to tell you that it's so important to, to look after your gut health. And in my sugar detox, um, or oh, it's the sugar, get off your sugar roller, black roller coaster challenge, which starts here on uh, on Friday, uh, 20th of January. This is when I'm doing this. If you look that, you know, if you are listening this later, you can still join the group and enjoy the challenge, but on your own. Um, but over the three days, I will be there live and, and there are some videos and some cheat sheet to help you to change some of the habits. So we will be focusing on high fiber foods, um, grains, fruits and veggies, along with um, introducing some fermented food too. Uh, we're going to be making kimchi. <laughs> I love kimchi um, and I'm doing, uh, it's a Korean uh, fermented cabbage with some spices, but it's such a great, you don't have to have a lot, but if you add a little bit to your salad, it's just going to make a difference. So we're going to learn about food labels and how to recognize hidden um, and free sugars in the food. We're going to do a cupboard clear out and declutter so that kitchen is a safe space where we prepare food with love to nourish our bodies and our minds. Yeah, I focus on the way um, we, prefer, uh, we prepare and eat food to avoid sugar spikes such as porridge with a pure, which is really a kind of a starchy carb but we can minimize the impact uh, it has on sugar levels by adding different things to it and making it really truly nutritious food. Um, there will be recipes, of course, there will be uh, help along the way. It's a life challenge and I always want people to uh, feel safe in the environment, to feel safe, to, uh, you know, to ask for help and all of that because um, it's, if I can help you to really heal the relationship with food, especially with sugar, um, and doing this in a holistic and compassionate uh, way, it's the win-win for, for both of us. So I'm going to leave the link to the challenge in the show notes. I hope you can join. Uh, it's over kind of the weekend as well, uh, but it will probably open your eyes to different things. It's not my job to threaten you, <laughs> like to, to tell you what's going to happen if you don't change. Uh, I think change has to be an internal job, right? You, you want to, to want to change it, right? And knowing that I have an issue. 
and I have an issue and I want to heal my relationship with food, with sugar, thing in a, in a very holistic way uh, and also understand what is good for me from that awareness point because I'm all about knowing all of these things but also about this intuitive way of looking at food and looking at what is good for us um, and also how to celebrate yeah, and how to have a treat which is not detrimental to our health, but also that we feel good when we eat it. Okay, so thank you very much for listening. As always, leave me a review, send me a question, subscribe. More people will find it. More people will be able to heal uh, their relationship with food, with sugar, or even not only heal, but also change or introduce one or two small habits. It's going to always be a win. Take care and all the best.